All right, welcome to Hit. My name is Chris Ciccinelli, and I am super excited to have a special guest on today, Brad Nelson. He has been traveling around the country with me, and he is talking everything finance, budgeting, what entrepreneurs should be thinking about as they are approaching uh, their business and approaching their finances. So, Brad, thanks so much for being on. Hey, it's awesome to have you, or be on. It's, it's uh, a pleasure, man. I've been listening to your podcast. you got a lot of great stuff, and uh, we're going to be sharing some more good stuff here today. Well, all right. So, you, you know, as you've been going around, and, and you have, you're an entrepreneur yourself, and, and you're also your wife, an entrepreneur, uh, owning and operating your own business, you know, what are some of the things that you're seeing as you're, you're, you're talking to people, um, hey, listen, Brad, I'm really wanting to get into and to start my own business. Um, you know, I'm really wanting to, to take my, my career to the next level. Um, what is it that you give people, you know, from a financial advice perspective, if somebody is wanting to start, be that entrepreneur? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think a lot of people want to start businesses. I think right now is a great time to start a business. We all maybe have a passion or things mm-hmm. that we love to do. And that's the fun side of it. Yeah. But then there's always that scary financial side. And that's where I think a lot of people tend to struggle. You know, we know the regular statistics on personal finance. You know, most people are living paycheck to paycheck right now. They're not saving. They're not investing for their future. And when you're you're not organizing your personal finances, when you can't manage that side, I tend to see that that kind of flows over into the business side as well. Mm-hmm. And there tends to be a lot of confusion. There also tends to be a lot of frustration and, and sometimes a little bit of fear related to, you know, profit and loss statements. How does, what, what do we do for taxes? Mm-hmm. And, and what do a lot of business owners do is that they focus mostly on just driving sales, but then they're not really taking care of the money after the sale. Mm-hmm. And they're losing money. They're leaving money on the table. They're not necessarily seeing the money. And then frustration sets in and they figure out, man, is this even working? Am I even really making any money at this? Oh, that is the biggest thing. I think, you know, I was able to go out with Pure Romance, uh, take two companies over because of that same situation, right? You know, when you think about them, you know, nobody's, everybody's worried about the top line, but not too many people are worried about the bottom line. I see that a lot in, in business is that, you know, if you're not budgeting and you don't know how much your expenses are, yeah, you could go out and sell a hundred thousand or a million dollars a year, but you might not be that profitable. And nobody eats top line; they only eat the bottom line, and that is what they make. Yeah, that is absolutely the truth. So, yeah, understanding what your expenses are, you know, understanding what people are going to pay for your product. You know, even if you're in, a, um, you know, like a consumable product industry, you know, discounts. You know, everyone loves to give discounts, but are those discounts killing your profit? You know, you really mm-hmm. got to know your numbers. Yeah. And I, and I think that, that this, so, all right, let's talk about this. What is the first as, as an entrepreneur, what is, you're sitting down with them. They're like, Hey Brad, I really want to, I really want to figure out how much money I, 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 I need to make all that kind of stuff. What's the first thing that you do? You sit down with an entrepreneur. Yeah. The first thing we're going to talk about what I would do is, is I would focus more on the personal finance side. You know, let's, let's talk about why did you start this business? You know, yeah. what are some of the dreams that you have? What are some of the things that you want to get out of this business? And what are your current obligations that you have right now here today? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the things that you're paying? Are you having a car payment? Do you have credit card debt? Um, are you saving for kids' college? You know, what are some of those things? And then we need to determine how, you know, what's that total number for you? What's that total number you need to make in order to sustain, sustain your current <coughs> obligations? Then we can talk about some of the future things like, hey, once I get to this income level, I would love to be able to start doing some of these things. So you got to have kind of that, this is what I need to make in order mm-hmm. to meet my obligations. And this is what I want to make in order to live the lifestyle that I want to live. Once you get all that in place, then it's all about, you know, doing the nasty curse word, the budget. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is sitting down, figuring out what your expenses are. You know, are you spending, you know, more money than you're making right now? And, and I'm here to tell you, when you're first starting out a business, you're probably not making a whole heck of a lot of money. Yeah. You know, and, and you need to sit down and you really need to be careful about the money that you're spending. 
mm-hmm. where is it going? Because, you know, when I started my business, it's not like we were living this lavish lifestyle. And even today, we're still yeah. not. And I'm three years into starting this business, almost four yeah. years now. And, and we're still grinding it. Yeah. Out. You know, it is it is that daily grind. But we see the future and what that looks like. And we're willing to sacrifice right now yeah. in order to have the life that we want later in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's where it really comes down for most people is really sitting down, getting that household budget put together. And then we can decide, okay, now what do we need to do in the business from a sales standpoint to actually make this happen on the personal side? Totally agree. And, and it's so funny because I, I, I've, since traveling with you, uh, you know, I always used to sit down in, in class and say, Oh, how much do you, how much you want to do in business this year? And I want to do, you know, $50,000. I want to do a hundred thousand or I want to do 200,000. And you know, it was, cra- it's crazy since traveling with you. I think I've changed my mentality now. And what I mean changing my mentality is the first question I said is, how much do you need to make? And they're like, what do you mean need? I'm like, okay, what is it that you need to have to cover your daily expenses? And most people are like, well, I, I, I don't. I don't know how much I need to make. Well, I said, well, here's the thing. If you don't have a clear path or a clear understanding of how much you need to make before you get started – how do you know where the success threshold starts and it, you don't? And, and, and I see too many people that don't know exactly what they need. And because somebody could say, Hey, listen, I want to go out and sell a hundred thousand, but their need is that they're spending a hundred and one thousand. Well, that's a problem. Right. And so therefore they got to get under the sand because they can sell a hundred thousand, but they're not meeting their day to day needs. And therefore what they'll find is they, they'll feel like a failure because they're going to be judging their business by their bank account. That's it. how most people, especially if you're an entrepreneur, your startup, your, your cash flow is queen or your cash flow is king. Yep. And so therefore I like it now that I'm now referring people to say, no, start a household budget, then sit down and say, this is how much I need to make. But, and then from the one side, so I'm, I'm on that page. I've been kind of now from, you know, kind of preaching that from the high mountaintops. Yeah. So right. I, I, I do, I do agree with that as far as that. Um, what, what is it that you see though, as you're working with individuals, um, how many people are resistant to actually doing a budget? <laughs> the overall majority of them. Yeah. You know, we, we tend to look at a budget or we tend to look at having a good financial plan as kind of like a, a, a bad weight loss program that we're starting, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to go on a diet, right? Because mm-hmm. we have to restrict ourselves from the food that we love to eat yeah. or, you know, maybe it's having cocktails or whatever it might be, right? Well, a budget can kind of feel like the same way because in a way, ultimately what it's telling you in a lot of in a lot of cases for a lot of people is like, hey, you're overspending. You're spending more money than you're bringing in. Mm-hmm. We don't like to really see that on paper. Yeah. So I think that fear of what is going to be found keeps most people from actually doing it. The other thing that keeps people from doing it, and we talk about this a lot on this mm-hmm. tour right now, is consistency and discipline. Yeah. And that's the magic of the budget. It's just the first few months that you do it, the first few months that you're going to work on some of this, whether it's in your business or in your personal finances, you're going to suck at it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be good at it. And I think what most people end up doing is they quit. Yeah. They, they screw up. Something doesn't go right. They say, I'm not good enough to do this or I'm not smart enough to do this. Mm-hmm. And then they just don't do it at all. Mm-hmm. And we'll see that in our program called Roots. You know, I'll have people come in and we call it the 90-day drift. Yeah. They'll do – they'll crank it out for the first 90 days. They're excited. They're motivated. But motivation only lasts so long. Yep. Right? And that's where that consistency and that, dis- that discipline, that behavior change needs to happen. Because we see people falling off after that 90 days and we actually bring it up. We do live meetups with our members and we talk to them about it. It's like, look, you're going to start experiencing this. I experienced it in my own life. And even today, you know, you got events that happen in your life, things that get you off course, Mm -hmm. like, you know, personal things, whatever it might be. 
And you could easily use the excuse, you know what, I'm just, I'm just not going to budget this month. But then one month turns into two, and two months turns into three. And before you know it, all that progress that you were making, it, you're back to square one again. And it's that, you know, it's that constant starting and stopping that I think is what keeps most people stuck. Yeah. And if they would just consistently do it, even if it was just 70% effort, not necessarily always giving that 100%, but at least you're giving something to it. In the long run, you're always going to win out. But if you quit, that's that's where we see a lot of people struggling, and that's the major resistance. It, it's the fear, and it's the unknown, and then the fear of failure, and then, hey, I'm just not good at this. Well, I, I see that all the time with everything I do. I think people give up before they get going, and and most people don't want to go through the pain, and, and they don't want to go through the sacrifice. And, and, and if you're sitting out there listening, I'm telling you, the most successful people are willing to go through the sacrifice of more than a, a one-week, two-week, two-month kind of deal. It's, it's really – it's a it's a mind shift switch that you have to push on and say, you know what? I'm willing to go through this. I'm willing to put the budget together because what I've been doing hasn't been working for the first 20 years, 30 years, 40 yeah, years. Right. So why should I do the same thing? I'm getting the same shitty results. I need yep. to change my mindset around it. And I, and I always find it kind of funny because um, – I'm, I never played, you know, horseshoes and my mom never let me play with hand grenades. Um, and, and what I mean by that is I don't like the people that say, I said, have you got put a budget? And they say, well, kind of close enough. It's, it's, it's close, but I'm not, you know, uh, I'm almost there. I'm like, that only works. Close only works in hand grenades and horseshoes in business. I can't put a budget together or put my household budget together and not know where everything is. And that's right. what happens is there's always those things that kind of sneak up on people like, oh, man, I forgot to put that in or, oh, man, that I wasn't accounting on that. How often is that come up with the people that you have in roots, the people that you, you don't see? They're not planning and they're not thinking of all of their expenses and they go, the close enough budget is where they get to. Yeah, it, almost all the time. And, and we preach this all the time. It's like, look, your budget's never going to be perfect. I mean, that's life, right? I think most people, though, for that first six months to 12 months that they're consistently sitting down and saying, you know what, enough is enough. I'm going to really do mm-hmm. this. That first to six, 12 months is the hardest part. Because when we look at even our business or we look at our personal finances, it's those unexpected expenses that show up that a lot of us forget about. Like I just had a member post the other day about her son is graduating high school. Didn't understand all of the expenses that were going to be associated oh, to yeah. graduating high school. Just the, the pictures and the cap and gown and, the, and all of the extra stuff that comes with it. And she's like, I, I just had no idea it was going to be this much money. Yeah. So it's, it's all those little things, but... It's the time that you take. If you take the time and you consistently do it month after month, year after year, you become a pro at it. You know, yeah. years ago when when my wife and I first started doing this, we'd spend hours before each month would start to do this. Now it's fifteen minute discussion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's real quick and, and our, our financial plan is so automatic, all we're doing is really just checking in. Yeah. Just to make sure is everything hitting where it's supposed to, are we on track? And that's that's really about it. And, yeah. But it's taken years to get to this point. And that's what you got to be willing to, to commit to. Well, I think it, it's it's also, you know, people I sit down and say, you've got to prep yourself. As a as a CEO, as a business owner, which each person that, you know, as an entrepreneur, they're their own CEO, right? You're your own CEO. You're running your business. You have to prep, you know, months in advance on some of this stuff, especially if you're running a home-based business. Yeah. The prep in, in knowing that, hey, listen, I got a kid that they're, you know, what's your camp schedule going to look like? It's almost summertime. Kids are getting out. They're going to be going into camp soon. How much are you going to spend? People are like, oh, man, I didn't, I didn't think about that. Well, they don't think about it until it's right up 
on them. And then all of a sudden like, oh crap, I got to go out there and now I got to work harder. Now they stress themselves out. If they would just, you know, again, have that budget, be mindful of putting everything in it. And that's hard for people because really what they need to do is they need to sit down and they need to stretch the thought process of not just their gas and electric bill, not just their mortgage, not just their car payment. It is the little things like the cap and gown. It is the camp schedule. It is the extras. It is the vacation that you don't typically think of until the last minute. You know, it's funny. I was reading an article in Forbes, uh, I think it was two years ago, and they said that number, one of the biggest weeks of vacation is the first weeks in August. And I'm like, well, why? It's because most people haven't planned for a vacation. And it's almost like, oh my gosh, kids are going back to school. Yeah. We've got to go do something with them. And therefore, most people run into the fall putting themselves back in debt when the kids are going back to school. Right. They haven't thought about getting you know, back to school clothes. They haven't thought about some of the other stuff. And that's why when, you, when we look at it as a, as a business owner, as a CEO, having that household budget is going to take some of the pressure off of the unknown. What do I need to do from a sales? How many calls do I need to make? How many meetings do I have to do? Yep. And I just think that people aren't prepping, and that's how we built our business. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. And when you talk about preparation, the other thing you got to think about too is you've got to prepare to have those highs and lows in your business as far as income is concerned, yeah. especially when you're making a regular income. You know, uh, my wife's business, my business, I mean, we see peaks and valleys all the time. Mm. And I think if you're unorganized when it comes to managing your personal finances and your business finances, that just wreaks a lot of stress into your life. Mm-hmm. So when you have a really good month, you can't have the mindset of, wow, I get to treat myself now. Yeah. You have to have the mindset of, okay, I had a great month, but I also know some low months are going to come up. I need to stash some of this cash away. Yep. So that way I have a little bit of a reserve fund that I can live off of and stretch through those slower months. And I see too many entrepreneurs that don't do that. And then what do they do? They finance those lower months. And then those higher months, they're still not paying down the debt, you know, and, and here we got into this business to actually make money. But I always say, if you're going into debt, you're kind of going in the wrong direction, right? Uh-huh. So you, you really need to have a plan for, for that cash flow. And, and you talked about that preparation. Yep. And, and when you're looking at your future, you're looking at your budget, you know, you know, you should start to understand your business. When's your slow times? When's your busy times? Yep. And making sure you understand how to pay yourself properly so you can cash flow. You know, and that kind of brings up to this subject of kind of the, the, the takeaway for today, right? Because cash flow is queen. Cash flow is king. You hear that. One of the things that people ask is how do you, how did you grow the business, right? Because when you have a growing business, right, you have the profitability that's coming in. And you always have to set 40% away for taxes, right? And then what I would take is I would take the other percentage of that business and I would sit back and I would say to myself, I would say, I got to make sure that I'm putting 20% away of this profitability for future needs, right? Because And that's exactly how you maintain cash flow. How do you make sure that you're able to stash because that not every month is going to be the same as an entrepreneur. My mom taught me that early on. She's like, all right, we got to make sure our taxes are put away first because you got to pay the government. That's important. The secondary thing that you have to do is you got to keep some money aside for if there is a rainy day. And it's also good practice because it helps you build up a nest egg. The other money that was left over was money that we never, we didn't take either. People are like, you took, did you take how much money did you get out of your business when you're growing? I'm like, not much. They're like, what'd you do with the other piece? We had to feed the beast. When you're growing a business, you have to understand when when you put that budget together and say, this is what we want to create, this is what we want to make, that's going to determine how much money you're going to have to put back in for growth, how much money that you want to put aside for those, you know, those rainy days, yep. and then how much to put aside for your taxes. So the big thing for us was 40% away for our taxes. Now, everybody's got a different tax advisor. Everybody's got different tax things and strategies they're going to go through. We then pick 20% of profits 
and we'd put that into an account and we would be like, okay, that's our rainy day fund. And that was a, a fund that we would be able to take. If we didn't pull from it, we'd be able to take that at the end of the year. Now, would we take all of it? No, we'd probably take 50%, right. divvy it up. And yep. that was kind of a pro- Those are shareholder proceeds. And if people would run their businesses that way, they would see a massive uh, relief of stress that they have because a lot of people are, you know, they're just not mindful. They haven't been prepping the way they need to. Right, absolutely. And I think one of the reasons why I think a lot of entrepreneurs um, – they struggle with that portion of it is because they're not what we call is closing out their parties. Yeah. You know, when I was in high school, early college, I worked at Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. I think it was one of the best things that you can give your kids to do is to get them into the service industry and help them work with people because it's so important. 100%. I learned a ton there. So one of the things I learned as a manager there is closing out business. You know, how much chicken did you sell? How much macaroni and cheese did you sell? How much potatoes did you sell? You're closing out the financials. What did the restaurant do? And I took all that stuff I learned, obviously, managing that restaurant, and you can take that same thing and do a profit and loss right within every single business. And I think if most businesses or if all businesses did that, especially small businesses, they would be able to see those percentages. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what is your expense percentage on your entire business? You know, how much profitability do you have after all those expenses are gone? Um, where is the real profit? How much money could we reinvest, say, into advertising or to different things that can help us grow the business? Then once you start seeing the numbers, you can start making some really good educated decisions on how you can get this business to where you want it to be. But if you can't see those numbers, I mean, you're literally flying by the seat of your pants. And that's why most businesses end up failing is because poor cash flow. They're not taking care of the money. All right. So, Brad, and people are going to be listening and, and they might have not attended the kind of our conference that we've been going around the country doing. Sure. You know, uh, where can people find you? You know, if people are sitting back and saying, hey, I want to have a household budget. I, I, I don't know where to start. Yeah. Uh, you might need some help. And, and, and I think the service that you provide is a huge value to people. So if, if people are looking to do that, where, where, where can they get information on that? Yeah, absolutely. So you can check us out at balancedsense.com. That's B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D-C-E-N-T-S.com. And uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Search Life Without Payments. That's our free Facebook group. Mm-hmm. We're constantly posting content in there that's helping people get started with this. On our website, we've got a, like three or four free courses that we offer to get people kind of going in the right direction of what is it that I can do? What are some of those first steps? But that website is going to be the best place for them to get started and get connected with us. And, and we have so many people, literally, and Chris, thanks for the help with yep. you over the last three years. Seriously, we have been able to help people save and pay off tens of millions of dollars now yeah. within just the last three years. So the information we're sharing is working. People are taking control of their finances. They're taking control of their lives. They're being able to dream again and go after the things that they want. And, and it all starts right here with the money side. And yeah. uh, it's been an honor to be able to help people with, with some of the same stuff that we struggled with as yeah. a family yeah. and things that we had to overcome. So I can totally relate to what a lot of people are dealing with out there. And uh, But I can also tell you that there is a, a sunny day out there for you too. Yeah. And, and you can win. You yep. just have to learn how to do it, and we can show you the simple principles to make it happen. All right, Balance Sensei, you heard it. I appreciate it. Brad Nelson here with us on HIT. This is High Intensity Tactics for Growth. Be it ready for the next one. We're going to be talking about everything about how to have some heart and how to have some hustle. Have a great day. <laughs>